Do you ever wonder why sometimes you are parenting your kids and they totally get it and you're like on board and and it works and then other times it's like it didn't sink in and sometimes we wonder is it us and sometimes we wonder is it them because every good parent wonders these things with it being back to school time we have a lot of things that we're going to be trying to get our kiddos to do and schedules that we want them to get back into and certain things we want to train them to do that are new in this next stage that they're in. Now, just recently, I had a repairman at my house who brought somebody else's 10-year-old son with him while he was doing some repairs. And this 10-year-old son was learning along the way. This repairman did such a fabulous job teaching this 10-year-old that I thought, I'm going to highlight some of the things that he did right. And then you'll see, that's why it works sometimes. And maybe you'll notice what you're missing at other times. You've got this, parents. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get kids to listen better and build strong family connection, feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and to help your children build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so you can become the parent you want to be. Before we begin today's story, I want to invite you to join me in this back to school time. There are so many transitions, there are so many changes and additions, and if you can communicate these things well to your child, you will be able to have more joy in those transitions. If you're able to see the stress happen in your child at the very beginning, you can address that and then calm that stress in your child's brain so that you can help them in those transitions and changes in a way that is going to make your home much more peaceful, much more happy. This is what I want for you. So often, parents think, that this upheaval that is really difficult um, emotionally and having arguments and tears is normal. And although it might be common, I will say that it doesn't have to be your normal. You can talk to your child in a way that calms their brain, that helps them understand what it is that they need to do and that you can do next. And when you learn how to communicate with them in ways that they, their brain understands, then it really makes a difference in the joy and happiness in your home. My coaching program for parents digs into why is it that we react the way we react and what's going on inside of us. It digs into what is it that your child is 
actually understanding given the instruction, and we can know this when we learn how to read their behavior. And it also digs into how is it that you can teach them communication skills, whether or not they've got a speech and language delay, which we can specifically work on from a speech pathology background. But also for the kiddo that just doesn't seem to be interested in communicating well or know how to communicate well, or you have struggles with communicating with them. So if this is something that would be helpful in your home, click in the show notes below and contact me and we can have a discovery call or a let's meet call to figure out together how it is that your needs can best be met and what struggles you're actually dealing with. One client wrote me, even with training as a life coach and knowing many of these things in theory, I was not always practicing them in reality, especially when I stressed out over my kids hurting each other or misbehaving. I would lose my cool. Dina Lynn's course was very helpful. She provided good practical techniques to help me implement healthier parenting practices in real life with my seven and nine-year-old sons. Hey listeners, on a completely different note, have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? If so, join me for Profitable Podcast Bootcamp. It starts today, and you'll find the link in the show notes below. It is for those people that are interested in starting a podcast, or like me, who want to learn how to improve the podcast I already have. So it's this week, August 14th through August 18th, and 11 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. So calculating, it would be 10 Pacific, 11 Mountain, 12 Central, and 1 o'clock Eastern. If you decide to join, send me a chat during the class and say hi and let me know. All right, so let's take a look at some things that are really effective when we're teaching kids. So this boy is a 10-year-old boy to kind of get you oriented to what age and stage we're talking about. But still, some of the strategies really are the same. So the first thing that this man did is he pre-taught this boy. So what he said to him is what they're going to do, which is pack a bearing. Why they're going to do it? Because the bearing blew out and we need to replace the bearing in order to get the trailer back to the shop. So the boy had an understanding of why they were doing what it is that they're doing, and he knew that packing the bearing was something that needed to happen, but he didn't yet know what pack the bearing meant. But he had the language for it now. So then, when they got out of the truck at my house and they sat down on the ground by my trailer... This man used language to describe what he was doing, and he allowed the boy to do it too. Here's what it looks like. He gave the boy a pair of gloves, and then he put the gloves on his own hands. Now, the gloves were adult-sized gloves, so this little boy had, had excess glove hanging over his fingers, and so of course he's going to be clumsy with it. The man made no excuses. That he didn't say, oh, they don't fit. He didn't try to go get him special gloves. What was, was going to be good enough. And they just worked with it. And then he put a lump of grease into the boy's hand. And then he put a lump of grease into his hand. And it was the same size lump. 
And sometimes I think when we're we're teaching our children, we're going to give them just a little bit. Or we're going to say, oh, keep it in the glove. Don't get it on the grass. Don't get it on your clothes. Whatever. The man didn't worry about that. He knew the boy was in his play clothes. And when you work like this kind of work, you're going to wreck some of your clothes. So this was just a common knowledge. So he let it go. Of course, because this is a child, he starts taking his little hand and squeezing that lump of grease and getting his gloves sticky. And then, of course, because the glove is too big for his hand, the glove stuck to the grease, even though he opened his hand up more. So he takes the other hand that has a glove on it and he starts peeling the glove fingers off of the lump of grease. So now before he has even started his job, the little boy has grease on both gloves. Both gloves are sticky and he's got a mushed pile of grease before they even begin. But you know what? This man didn't care about that because that's part of the learning. He seemed to realize that Well, yeah, you need to feel what it feels like. You need to just experience it. He allowed the boy to be curious. He allowed the boy to explore the grease, even though it means a little bit of waste of grease. It means a little excess mess. But he allowed it to happen, and he did not correct any of the exploration. Instead, he just said, here's the rag I use when I need to wipe my hands. And he showed the boy him wiping his clean hand that did not yet have a glove before he put his second glove on. It was like an open door for the boy to experience this. Kind of like when you allow a child to play in a playground of sand. And they feel it and they experience the grains of sand. It's, it's allowing them to have the exploration and the discovery that's needed, and there's no correction in that. And I bring that up for an extra long period of time here because so often what I see that causes kids to be discouraged is when they get into an experience where they're going to cook or they're going to help parents, we want them to do it right, right off the bat. But I'm telling you, moms and dads, doing it right is this. It is needing to experience and explore the medium that they have before they're able to work with it. And in the experiences that you were not allowed to do that same thing when you were young, you have hesitation that lingers in adulthood for being able to go forward into it. An example of this that I see so often is when a child is left out of the kitchen and they're told, no, you're going to make a mess. Then when that child gets to adulthood, they feel like, oh, I'm not a good cook. Because they haven't had the experience of getting onion juice all over their hands and cutting their finger with a knife. And not that we want those things, but that's all part of the process of learning. Feeling what it feels like to use a grater or or what it feels like to cut across muscle fibers when you're going to put chicken in a pan. If you haven't been allowed to do the different things, then we tend to think we're not capable. So back to this experience, the man taught the boy as if he was a competent learner, not like a child that needed to be protected from this grease or from this mess, but rather he's a competent learner. 
And in his this boy's exploration getting sticky and greasy, it's part of it along the way. That took longer to explain than it actually happened. So that whole process that I just explained was probably about 20 to 30 seconds where the boy had started to play with this grease. Next, the man took out two bearings because that's what was needed to put on the axle. He gave one bearing to the boy, and these were the actual bearings that were going to be used. And he had one bearing for himself. So he didn't give the boy a play bearing. He gave him the real bearing. He took the bearing in his hand and showed the boy, hold on to it this way. And the boy tried to navigate his little fingers to be able to grab the bearing the same way. And of course, it was bent different and he couldn't get a good grip on it. But that was okay. And then the man said, okay, now pull the bearing against the grease like this. And he showed the boy how to pull the bearing against the grease in order for the grease to go into the bearing. The boy then grabs in his clumsy fingers, some getting in and some not getting in. You know, so it, it's not working quite right. And the man says, yep, that's right. Do it some more and pull it this way. And eventually, while the man was showing the boy how to do it, he noticed that the boy's listening and watching his own hands, but he wasn't watching the man's hands. So then he said specifically where the boy was supposed to look. So the man noticed where the boy was looking and said, look at my hands. And then the boy stopped looking at his hands because the boy was listening. He just didn't know that he wasn't looking in the right place. Sometimes we forget as parents to notice what our kids are paying attention to. This boy was trying very hard to do exactly what he was told. He didn't realize when the man was saying, look, that he wasn't looking where the man wanted him to look. That is a common problem I see. So notice where it is that your child is paying attention to and then give a specific instruction. So when the man noticed where the boy was looking, he said, look at my hands. And the boy immediately reverted his eyes from his hands to the man's hands where he could see a different position for the bearing. And then the boy saw what was going on. The boy adjusted his hands some and then went about it. And the man saw the change and let him just practice. While the boy kept on practicing, the man narrated what he was doing. He says, I just keep on pulling and I watch for the grease to come out the top of the bearing and I push it in again and I work it through and I rub it into my hand. And he just kept on describing, narrating what he was doing while he was doing it. He didn't correct the boy. He didn't say, look at me anymore. He just used words to describe. It got silent while he finished. So the boy had also silent time to process the words that had happened. Of course, the man finished first, and then um, he checked his bearing, and he put it on the axle, and then he, he watched the boy for a little bit. And then when it was time to be, for the boy to give the bearing back to the man, he invited the boy to show his work. So he didn't say, give me your bearing. He didn't take, reach out and take the bearing from him, but rather he held his hand open and he invited the boy um, to show his work. And then the boy 
handed it over. The man, at that point, pointed out everything that the boy had done right. He said, it's packed in here. It's almost finished here. Oh, I got it. And he showed the boy where he was close, and he showed the boy where he was spot on. This way, he identified exactly the target for the boy. Now, through my episodes, if you're a regular listener, you know that phrase, target. And I use the word target because at any given time, we're trying to teach our children a specific thing. That is the target that we want them to get. This man identified the target clearly for the boy, and he showed him where he was close and where he was spot on. And then it was time to see if the bearing worked, and it worked. And then it was, how do we take off these gloves? And the boy was able to turn the glove inside out and think through how to get the other glove off. The man didn't teach him or tell him. He just said, go ahead. The man didn't care if the boy got messy. He just knew where the rag was. And this boy left very happy, and it seemed like he was quite proud of his work, and he actually did contribute to the project. So parents, there you are. To wrap it up, what this man did, and you can apply to just about anything you're trying to teach. One, pre-teach what it is that you want your child to know. Tell them what they're doing and why they're doing it. But keep it short. Two, use language to describe what your child is doing and what you're doing. And allow the child to do as much of the process as possible. Three, repeat some of the important parts along the way and talk to your child like they are a competent learner. Four, notice what your child is paying attention to and give them specific instructions if you need them to change where their attention is. Five, invite your child to show their work. And six, name what it is that they did right. Show them the target of what it is that you want and let them know what's right. They are well able to see what is less than right. So show them the right because it gives them the target. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was fun. And I hope this gives you um, an inspiration to apply to something you want your child to be doing in the near future. Going back to school, we have lots of targets we want for our children. So maybe you can apply this to something you choose. And if you do, I would love it, love it, love it if you sent me an email and told me about it. Know that I'm always cheering you on. Hey parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.